The decade-long shale fracking boom in North Dakota sent the population of oil patch communities soaring. The influx of people meant cities had to expand their public services, putting them tens and even hundreds of millions of dollars into debt. Now, these towns are looking for stable funding to pay off their loans while hoping the newcomers choose to stay. Inside Energy's Amy Sisk reports. Officials in Dickinson are really proud of the rankings bestowed upon their city in recent years. Livability.com once labeled it the best small town in the United States. We get a lot of comments about, wow, what a great community. Wow, this place is so clean. Scott Decker is the mayor. He's excited about another new ranking this year from Money Magazine. We get rated the sixth best place to live in America. You know, it's like, well, we all kind of knew it. Dickinson's population has grown 40% in the past decade, as have a lot of other things that make this a good place to live. All of it is clearly visible on a drive around town. I'm boarding a bus with a handful of state legislators for a tour of the community. City Administrator Sean Kessel is in charge. All of the buildings that you see on the right side were not here five years ago. There's so many apartment complexes that I can't finish counting them before we drive past. Further up the road, we see a new hospital, a new water tower, and the city's new middle school, all while driving on a freshly paved road. The next stop we're going to make is uh, what we call the West Lift Station. This $12 million facility is part of the city's expansion of its wastewater treatment system. It's needed on the city's western edge because more people in this area of town mean more, well, sewage to process. From here, machines pump the wastewater toward a new $30 million treatment facility. Oil patch towns have to be really strategic when planning for growth because their populations boom and bust, just like the energy industry. Dickinson officials want the newcomers working in oil to stay here, so the local tax base remains high and all this new infrastructure gets used. But that new infrastructure? It's put Dickinson $100 million into debt. The city is paying back $5 million per year. Back at City Hall, lawmakers are chatting about this funding nightmare. Budgets have tightened big time in the past few years because of the downturn in the oil industry. Senator Rich Wardner represents the Dickinson area. There are some in the legislature that feel that now that the activity has slowed down, there really isn't a need for hub city funding. This hub city funding is a stream of money from taxes the state collects on oil production. The state funnels it to municipalities and school districts across North Dakota, with oil patch hubs like Dickinson getting a greater share to pay off their debt. But every time the legislature meets, Dickinson's leaders have to make the case over and over again for why the state should keep sending the extra money their way. It's a tough sell right now. So Wardner is working on a new formula to stabilize the production tax. It would guarantee cities like Dickinson those funds for at least a decade. All to help the town keep its head above water as it pays off its loans while keeping its streets clean and its parks family-friendly. We will have the workforce then that will want to come and live here and help develop and produce that oil. And the more oil we produce, of course, the more revenue the state of North Dakota gets. Everybody benefits. 
Dickinson wants to avoid what happened after a previous oil rush during the 1980s. The city paid for expanded public services via a tax on people who owned property in places where new development occurred, like the families that filled new neighborhoods. Then came the bust. Residents couldn't afford the extra tax. Kessel says hundreds left town. And so it hamstrung the community for over 20 years as they struggled to pay that debt off. People recall those incidences, and it shapes the way that you make future decisions uh, because your community remembers what happened the last time. Officials here say they do not want to go down that road again. Here's Mayor Decker. We don't want to tax out the people that were here before the boom. Nor do they want to tax out the people who arrived during the boom. We don't want to drive people away. If those people leave, the city would still face big bills and no easy way to pay them off. For Inside Energy, I'm Amy Sisk. We've been reporting on this fracking boom pretty much since it started. Okay, that's, that is a, that's a terrible exaggeration, but we've been doing it for a while, and you can see those stories on our website at InsideEnergy.org.